Charles is very nervous. No, <laughs> he keeps looking at me. Dope. I'm, fun, I'm having fun. We ain't even started yet. I just like what's going on. What's up, y'all? Roscoe, co-host of the Chop by T. <laughs> He's so happy. It's not a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Bria, Roscoe's girlfriend. Uh, I want to jump right into it. Uh, let's talk about y'all. Uh, how do y'all feel about each other? You go first. Let me go first, of course. Uh, I feel... Have a big ass head. Uh, Bria's one of the best things that ever happened to me. Nice. But yeah, like she gives me a structure. You know, she brings a part out of me that a lot of people can't get. So deep. How you feel about me? Um, being that we were like best friends first, mm-hmm. I feel like we really formed. A better bond than most people you know what i'm saying most people just jump into yeah. a relationship we didn't just jump well because for one i had you on the back burner but that's a different conversation we got a strong foundation yeah it's very very strong i feel very comfortable and i know he loved the crap out of me so yeah you feel secure with me very i don't need reassurance well, let's talk about that how did y'all first meet um i think i should tell it because you'd be lying I be lying. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. So, I was with Jazz, and um, she had posted me on her snap. We was at school. I was walking in front of her or something. She was just recording me, and she told me that he slid up. And I can't remember exactly what you said though, or something like that. That Jasmine Parks, one of her best friends, uh, she had put Bria on her snap, and I was like, uh. Yeah, who are that? You ain't never, you ain't never told me about her. I ain't never seen her, you know, on none of your stuff. And she was like, "That's my friend Bria." And I just asked about. It. I really didn't. I really didn't say what I wanted per se. Then this thing, you know, Bria followed me on Snap. No, I didn't follow you. Yes, you, you did. Fo- no, I did not. T- tell your half. Tell no, your- go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Bria followed me on Snap, <laughs> and then we had like a little back and forth, just talking and shit. And she said she shot her shot at me by commenting on how my dog looked. How, I don't know how I would know that she shoot her shot by commenting on my dog. If a female comment about your dog, they're shooting their shot. They love their dogs. What do you mean? So, like, that's getting it, getting in. Because, you know. Well, I don't think half of the niggas would agree with that. Okay, whatever. But, yeah, that's that's how we met. And it, it kind of just spiraled from there. Then uh, I asked her to come over one day. She came. She was extremely nervous 
Because I lived in the hood on the east side of Jackson. She was extremely nervous. And just kicked it off, man. It was, I liked her energy. It was dope. Like, she, we talked about a lot, you know, but she put me on the back burner. Put me in the friend zone. Why, though? Why did I put you on the back burner? Uh, I was too honest. I wouldn't even say you were too honest, but, like, I knew too much. I was too honest. Not really. You felt comfortable telling me. If I would have lied and said I was looking for a girlfriend, we would have been girlfriend, boyfriend. No, we would Okay. Sorry. Right. You lied, but okay. I'm I'm for real. What was your first impression of Russell Greer and Honestly, if we being completely honest, I just thought he just wanted to get some. If we being completely honest. Why did you think that? I mean, it was, what, 2016? That was my mindset for everything in 2016 when it came to men. Why would you even hang out with me then? Who's to say that, you know, I want to have some fun too. But, no, that's not the case. I honestly, but you know, like, I always felt like I needed a companion. So, mm-hmm. I just went with it. So, you thought... Other than you just perceiving that because I'm a man, what did I give off that made you think that I just wanted to fuck? Nothing. But that was just my mindset. So fucked up. I know. It's unfortunate. <laughs> but you had a good vibe. You had a good aura. Right. I was like, because I was thinking, like, I was, I didn't come at you a different, a, a certain way. I didn't, you know, press you. I, I tried to make sure you was extremely comfortable. The vibe was very natural. Right. For sure. Like, I took you to my mama's house the second time we hung out. So... That says a lot right there. Yeah. You should throw me off with that shit. What do you mean? Yeah, because I was thinking we was making progress in the beginning when I was trying to get you. Yeah. I was thinking we was making progress because you would do little shit like that. i meet your mama. and Or just the way you would be talking in the test messages. I remember showing T. I'm like, bro, like, she fucking with me? He was like, yeah. Like, bro, she fucking with you. I'm like, bro, you try to make it when I try to, like, Link and stuff like that, she'd be, like, kind of passive, like, you know, not trying to link and shit no more. So, yeah, it's unfortunate. But look at us now. I swear I say this all the time. We He tell this story, like, 25-8, and I say the same thing all the time. Look at us now. I'm still hurt by it, okay? Oh, goodbye. Whatever. That's crazy. What was your reasoning for doing it, Bri? Putting him on the back burner? Because he had a lot of females. Or he was telling me about all the females he had. I told you. I didn't tell you about how many females I had. But I said, I'm, I, what'd I say? I said, I got a few females I'm dealing with. But you also you also weren't emotionally prepared. I wasn't. But you didn't know that until I told you that. No, I knew. How you? You wouldn't have told me about all the females you... It was kind of like bragging a little bit. Just oh, a little bit. I wasn't bragging. I was being honest. And it made you be honest. I was being an open book because I thought that what women want was honesty. But that's why I seen you more as a friend, which was messed up. But because men don't tell the truth like that. You know that. I get it. I understand. They're going to say anything to get what they want. But you weren't you weren't playing it that way. What was your reason for being so open, Scott? Uh, it just, I had just got out of a relationship where I had got my heart broken and stuff like that. So, 
and I didn't want people to feel that way, how I felt. So I was like, whatever situation I was stepping into, I'm going to just be completely honest, like, about myself. I was just trying to be an open book, and I had tested it out on a few females. I seen that, like, it just, it got me a long way with them, like, just being honest. Like, they put me in that, some, when I, I can say this, when I was extremely honest with them, they dealt with me on day terms, though. If I would if I would have lied, I would have been able to manipulate and get things when I wanted and how I wanted it. Exactly. So that's why I was in the friend zone for a while. Because Two I told the truth. Does Two. that make you feel uncomfortable dealing with a woman on her terms, or did that make you feel uncomfortable? Uh, it didn't make me uncomfortable. I was impatient at times. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like if I would just put this mask on and be who they wanted me to be in that moment, I would have got everything I wanted. You said that to me before. Right. But because I was honest, I dealt with, you know, a, a certain type of way. Just crazy to me. I don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. But you just said you understood it when I said most men are going to lie to get what they want. and most Yeah, I understood that part. To- but I'm saying I don't understand why a woman would like go for a person that's they know he not being honest because you just said well, technically we don't know until later okay we disagree it's fine <laughs> it's fine i'm a woman you're a man so i don't think i think there'll always kind of be a rebuttal there you know what i mean what do you love most about wrestling I like the way his chin smells. Some weird shit. Bro, be honest, bro. You know I be all up in the beer, bro. I be all up in it. That's what you love about me the most? Probably. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I love how patient he is with me. He's very patient. The most patient person on this earth, if you ask me. Besides my mama. But he number one. (laughs) For sure. He's so patient with me. He's been patient with me the past... Was almost four years now. Um, with literally everything from my anxiety to me talking about nothing to him hearing the same things over and over and willing to listen over and over like I never told him. Um, he's just very patient. That's really what I do love the most. It just made me feel great. Thank you. You're welcome. So what's the Biggest problem that you all have right now in your relationship, if you had to say. You want to say, or you want me to say? Balance. To me, balance. Um, He work a lot. And that's fine. I want him to make money. I'm so glad I got my own. Still get money with the But how I see it, um... We were two hours away for three years, and I hate to say this because I feel like it's the wrong term, but I kind of get PTSD a little bit from us not seeing each other. Like, we would go months without seeing each other sometimes, and um, the fact that he get home so late and he'd be so tired, he don't really want to kick it, which he will stay up and watch a few TV shows with me, but, like, to me, that's not really hanging out. Like, we can do that anytime. But, like, as far as, like, 
actually sitting down or playing Uno or like, I don't know, just doing something romantic, just together. Um, we don't really do that often. Not as often as I would like. But I know that stems from me um, still thinking about that, you know, us being two hours away. I kind of feel like that's where it's coming from. And we're not anymore, but him working so much kind of feels like it just a little bit. And it's the uh, complete opposite with me. It's like where we just was in a long-distance relationship. And I now I'm able to come home. I get home most time between 7 and 8. I may stay up to like 12 or 1 with you. It's like four or five hours. I, to, you know, we went from not seeing each other for months to, you know, I'm coming home to you every night now. So I be feeling fulfilled, but I guess it's different for you. Well, it's not every night, so let's not lie. Maybe like three, two to three times. Because you work too. Correct. Because you work night Right, shift. night so, shift. So you- it's difficult. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's no balance, period. Like, I work nights, you work days. So, if I am off, I'm up until 3, 4 in the morning. You sleep by, if you if I let you go to sleep, you sleep by 10. It's yeah. a bit conflicting. I, I get it. I understand it. I do feel like, uh, I, and I feel like I could be more romantic. I've told you that. Like, that's something I'm working on. I, I've never been a romantic type. I don't even think I've seen my... Uh, my pops really be that romantic with my mama. All I seen was him be the provider, and you know, so that that's that's hard for me. But I'm a uh, I'm gonna try my best to work on that. But I do feel like um, at this time of our life, like we young, both of us, I feel like we should be like grinding and saving money, like as much as we can, so we can chill. You know, when we like close to like our late thirties and early forties, so we ain't we ain't gotta work that hard. We can just get that out of the way now. You know what I'm saying? So it sounds like the disconnect is future plans versus present plans. Yeah. Because Bria, it sounds like because y'all in the past came from a long distance thing, in the present you wanna focus on as much togetherness as possible. Mm-hmm. But work skull, you thinking about the future mm-hmm. and y'all's future together, so is it safe to say that's where the disconnect comes from? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's definitely where is it. She thinking about the now. I'm like, Cause I don't necessarily, if I'm being completely honest, I don't like to think about the future. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of scary to me. It's very scary. Um, cause things can change. Like you don't, like I, I see a point in planning out the future, but mm-hmm. not necessarily. Like I see a planning it out. Like it just working itself out type situation. But you know, you can't go through life like that. Correct. Uh, and like uh, Demo said, I think that's where the uh, disconnect come from. Come come in there because I'm trying to plan everything with five to ten years from now. And I know if I if I'm not grinding right now and I don't progress in life, like four to five years from now, you are gonna get the fuck on. I doubt it. You don't believe, especially it, but you if are. my mindset isn't like yours. You know mm. what I mean. Like, if I'm not, not to say that I'm not thinking about the future, because mm-hmm. I most definitely am, just not as tough as Roscoe is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, honestly, I don't think so. I don't. So you mean to tell me, if, let's just say I was still working at the hospital, right? Mm-hmm. And I was only making a certain amount of money, and we were just still in an apartment for five five to ten years from now, you still would be happy about this situation? Of course not. Okay. But if I bust my ass right now, 
and put us in a position where you can get the house you want, the house you and I want, the things we want, you know, provide the lifestyle that we want, period. You're going to be happier. If not, you're going to get the fuck on. It's just life. And it's fair. But like I said, I just think it's a me thing. Like, I don't mm. even think it has anything to do with you. It's just me still thinking about how we came from being two hours away from each other, going, seeing each other maybe once a month, mm. once every two months. Very traumatic to me. And it was for you, too. It was but um, I, I'm still adjusting. I've only been here four months. So mm-hmm. I think eventually I'll work my way out of, you know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say being selfish, but just being a little selfish. And I don't think we need to be around each other every day, all day. Of anyway. course not. You get on my nerves, but I feel mutual. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> you didn't think you, you didn't think you get on my nerves? Of course, I know okay. I get on your nerves. All I right. get on your nerves more than you get on mine. I'm okay. sure. All right. Let's talk about your anxiety, Bria. Mmm, spicy. How does that affect your relationship? <sighs> From the beginning. Or, like, now? Uh, Both. In the beginning, it was very hard for him. Mm -hmm. Because he honestly thought I was faking the funk. Just a little bit. Um, He didn't think I was serious about the things that I was feeling. Like, Bria, just calm down. Like, you thinking about it too much. You doing too much. Like, stuff like that mm-hmm. until he actually seen it with his own eyes and i remember the exact moment that you saw it with your own eyes mm-hmm. like you literally sat me down on the floor do you remember this yeah you sat me down on the floor and we meditated for like 30 minutes i was hyperventilating the whole 30 minutes mm-hmm. um i think you even lay with me at one point and we went through a process of calming me down for like an hour or he was calming me down for like an hour um, and then that's kind of when it clicked in his head, like, damn, like this some real stuff. Like she not faking. Like even when everybody else thought it was fake, mm-hmm. like he was like, oh yeah, this this something serious. And like I had never thought about um, talking to a therapist because growing up, you don't really hear about people like us talking to therapists. Like I had never known anybody talking to a therapist um, besides my mom, but. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was kind of like a facade, like, whatever. But he actually was the one who kind of made me start. Him and my boss at the time kind of made me, like, jumpstart talking to a therapist because I was very iffy. Like, this is just another – like, I can just talk to you about my problems. Mm -hmm. Like, it ain't no point in getting a therapist. But um, once I actually started talking to the therapist and, like, realizing oh it just it's not just about my anxiety it's about literally everything Mm -hmm. like where my anxiety comes from and you know all of that but um at the beginning it was very rough like we had times where like we were single for like 24 hours (laughs) like we were struggling when he didn't understand but now that he understands it's the best thing in the world like it's no more you need to calm down it's it's more so like how can I help you calm down? What do you need me to do? Let's do this. Let's do that. Um, figuring it out with me and not just, you know, me alone by myself trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, I can speak from my perspective. 
in the beginning, it was more like, like you said, I thought you was like bullshitting. Like, you know, because if people know you, you know, if you know Bria, you know she extra as hell. And I thought you was just being extra, you know, because it didn't trigger, your anxiety wasn't triggered to me until COVID hit. Mm-hmm. And I thought you was just being extra, you know. Then it went from me thinking you was extra to, okay, I just want you to try to get better. Don't soak in it, you know. Mm-hmm. That's when, you know, I came to you about, like, getting the uh, the therapist and stuff like that. Just actively try to get better. That's all I wanted you to do, and you did it, you know. And might I add, he was working in the mental hospital at the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, he was making it real life for me. Because if anybody know me, I'm scary as hell. <laughs> like, I'm super scary. Mm-hmm. So when he started saying, like, Bria, I refuse to see you in one of these hospital beds. Like... I cannot take you being in a psychiatric hospital. Like, that's how I knew I was like, okay. Like, I legitimately need help before I do get to that point. Because I've always struggled with anxiety, and it has got deep plenty of times. But once COVID hit, it was different. I guess because I'm at a grown age now and I understand more. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, when COVID hit, it was like 10 times different. So when he broke it down to me, in that point of view, like actually being in a hospital bed. And now that mm-hmm. I work in a mental hospital, no thanks. Like, no thanks. Yeah, you can't let you, can't go off to the deep end like that. Yeah, that that would have been very traumatic for me. So I had to fix it. I still struggle, but I'm way better than what I was. Yeah. Then it, uh, when she ended up moving up here, I feel like it got better, but the anxiety medicine she was taking, it caused a problem in our relationship, too. Yeah, um, when it came to sex and stuff like that, it was um, it was making, I don't know, what, what was it making you, how was it making you feel? Because I don't want to speak on how it was making you feel. Nothing. You know Nothing. I didn't want to be affectionate. Um, my dad birth control does this as well mm-hmm. so it's me taking birth control and my anxiety medicine mm-hmm. was like ugh, double homicide yeah. like um, but I basically felt nothing like it was maybe one week out of the month where I actually wanted to be intimate and that was it like mm-hmm. wasn't no spare the moment type Ooh, you know what I'm saying like none of that It was straight up like we got one week. Yeah. That shit, that's all. <laughs> yeah, shit. I thought about breaking up with you. Oh my god, this yeah. is new. Yeah, I did. I told T. Terrio. <laughs> I did. Cause I said I'm gonna cheat. I know me. I'm gonna cheat. Like I'm just being honest and transparent right now. Like Did you cheat? No, I didn't. Positive. But I'm positive. But I wanted to. You pinky promise. I pinky promise. You know, I don't like when you break pinky promises. I'm just saying. Let's pinky promise right now. And if you not telling the truth, then you pinky promise me, I swear to God. What you going to do, kill me? Probably. Oh, anyways. <laughs> um, You really was thinking about cheating on me? Yeah. We just had this conversation earlier. If you think about it, you damn near do it. So I mean, we me, have thoughts cheating. all the time. That's I, cheating. I've thought about... Choking T the fuck out. I've thought it's about, not the same. It's not. I've thought about. It's not the same. It is the same. It's you not just, the same. You're making it more personal to you. But of course, you're talking about like almost cheating on me. That's kind of serious. We've talked about this. Uh, 
Haven't I said everybody desire to do certain shit? And you agreed. But like, why wouldn't you tell me though? You know what I mean? Because you can't. You wouldn't be able to handle. You in a space where you can handle the information now. How long I know ago you. was this? It's when you were struggling with the shit. Like when I moved. Ooh, nah, me, when moved you, up here? When you were struggling with having sex because of your anxiety. Like when it first started? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you meant when I first got up here. I was just like, niggas, wait till I get up here to decide they want to cheat on me. What sense does that make? I'm here now. Anyways. <laughs> so why was it easier for you to resist cheating when she was when y'all were in a long-distance relationship versus the anxiety medicine messing up her intimacy? It because it, uh, it wasn't that long... To me, it seemed long. You know, when you're going through it, it seemed, when you're going through it, it seemed long. But it was like, she maybe went through that for about, like, what, I'd say two weeks, two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. It wasn't long. And, like, she kind of, like, she just actively tried. She actively tried to get better, and she did. Like, so everything's straight now. But at first, it was rough on me. I'm like, bro. Because I'm thinking, like, this is something, this is something she's going to be dealing with for a long time. This is how I'm thinking. I'm like, Roscoe, can you handle this for a long period of time? So that's when I was like, I don't think I can handle this for a long period of time. And might I add, like, the medicine made me feel nothing. Like, a kiss didn't do nothing. A slap on the butt didn't do nothing. Like, I was completely numb to everything. Not even sex. What what made you get better? What what changed it? I think once it, because that was kind of new. Like, I feel like that was kind of when I started, first started taking the medicine. Mm. So after it got in my system and I was able to level out with it, I was fine. And also my birth control. You know, I was also going through switching birth controls back and forth as well. Mm. So I feel like that played a huge part of my hormones, including the anxiety medicine. So um, once I leveled everything out and figured everything out, I got more in tune with myself again because I was lost for a while. Mm. But, um... Once I got back in tune with myself, it was it was the same. I feel like not exactly the same, but so you just think it was just doing all that at once. It was throwing your. It was too off. much for me. Yeah. I shouldn't have been doing all of that at the same time. Yeah, and when it came to me talking about cheating, I was thinking long term. Like I was mm. thinking like I can, I know I can't physically do this for mm-hmm. a long period of time. Like I just know me, I can't. I can't do this. And that's what I was talking to you about. You know, and T was like, bro, you know, he was giving you your grace. Like, bro, just stick it out with her. Like, it's just a little tough period. You got to get through this. Like, and, mm. and we got through it. What's one thing that y'all always wanted to ask each other? Mm. Didn't we just play this the other night? Yeah, we did. What, what was one thing that I always wanted to ask you? <gasps> I got a perfect one. Ask it because I can't think of shit. How did it feel growing up in a two parent household? I don't think nobody ever asked me that. It's my first time ever getting that question. Give me my claps, guys. <laughs> uh, it was, it was, uh, it was great. You know, I always felt that sense of security you know like just coming in the house where i got my mom and dad i'm getting the i'm getting the nurturing side from my mama mm-hmm. i'm getting the discipline side and structure from my father and, and i'm the, if anybody know me i'm the type of person who needs structure if i don't i would spiral out of control like, and you know it was 
I never lacked for any type of attention, you know, whether from my father or my or my mother, you know. Um, from seeing how my dad dealt with my mama when they were at odds with each other, like I just know how to carry myself as a man. Um, when it when it, when certain particular situations come up with us, like I know how to carry myself. I know, I know when to be emotional. I know when not to be emotional. I know, you know, I know when to indulge in certain shit and not to, and not to indulge in certain shit. Or I know when to just let you talk, you know, just from watching my folks, you know. So it was it was great. I can't complain at all. Of course, it had its up and downs. Right, know, like right, my, right, right. Nothing's my, perfect. My pop struggled with you know. Mm-hmm. Substance abuse and stuff like that, and even with that, I seen somebody go through something and persevere at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, I seen a man at one time he wrecked his truck or something happened with the truck. He was walking to work to provide for us. You know, so mm-hmm. I just seen a man do everything he could do to provide for his family. So it was it was great. It was great. I guess I could say well. How was it just growing up with you and your mama in the house? Like, what was uh, some of the pros and cons? Um, well, let me start by saying I wouldn't trade it for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it showed me so many things, so many things that I needed to know. Mm-hmm. Um, just by her losing her mom when she was 15 and having to take that and literally grow up at that moment. Mm-hmm. Like straight up grown woman from that point on um and her raising three kids by herself yeah no help gangster no help oh it showed me so many things Mm -hmm. sometimes i think that she does not know her worth but oh my god that lady she is insane Mm -hmm. like if it was me like i try to put myself in her shoes all the time not happening you don't think you're gonna do i'm jumping off 45 i think you can (laughs) I see the strength in you. I see her strength in you. I don't think you know it's it. It's crazy. See like, she worked so hard for us. We were struggling and didn't even know we were struggling. Right. Like, do you know how amazing that is? I know, because you don't like eating leftovers, and it pisses me off. Hello? Like, I would never know. Mm-hmm. Like, it was so crazy. We always had what we needed. One wanting for nothing. Absolutely nothing. Have, mm-hmm. I have never wanted for anything. Mm-hmm. We've struggled, but I have never wanted for nothing. Um, but of course I still needed that void, Mm -hmm. um, filled. My daddy was not there. We, we know this. Um, but at the same time, I feel like it showed me a few things as well, but I also kind of feel like it messed with me too. Cause you'd like to say I got daddy issues. You do. Um, very unfortunate. Mm -hmm. I don't like when Roscoe yells at me. I don't never yell at you. Or just get stern with me. Okay. I should have clarified it. <laughs> um, get stern with me. Put a little bit of bass in his voice. I don't like that. Um, I don't know how to handle it because, like I said. Well, what is it? Too intimidating? I wouldn't even say it's too intimidating. I'm just not used to it. I'm not used to that energy. So. Now let Valerie yell at me. I'm going to still cry. But, like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I know where it's coming from. But as far as a man, you know, just putting some bass in his voice while he's talking to me and, you know, getting a little bit more stern, it does bother me a little bit. Well, 
I guess you answer why, but you do know like, when I do that, it's coming from a place of like just me being like direct, trying to make me understand, and I'm trying to understand you too, because I'm it's me locking in basically. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm paying, I'm giving you all my attention at the, in them in the moments mm-hmm. and trying to understand you, and I don't like it when you be dis- dismissive towards it because it's like I'm trying to understand you and I'm trying to get my point across. So it's like, what if I just started acting like a bitch-ass nigga about certain situations? Would, would that have, Would you understand me then? Mm, probably not. Mm. I just think I'm a weirdo, you know? I don't think you're weird. I just think you just grew up without your father. Which is... I'm, I need to add, he is... In my life right now Right right Um But For 17 years He was not Let me ask you this If he Have y'all had certain situations Where he had to be that way With you now Like Stern Yeah stern And like Just direct Like direct with you Or With my anxiety You remember that phone conversation We had But you respond You respond to him better though Don't you Yeah Because I know where it's coming from Like I don't know how to explain it. But he has a way of talking to me. Mm-hmm. For him to be very absent all those years, mm-hmm. he has a way with talking with um talking to me. Um he didn't necessarily believe me either with my anxiety. He thought mm-hmm. it was a hoax. Just like he thinks the vaccine is a hoax. Mm-hmm. Why not throw that in there? <laughs> um He thought it was a hoax. He was like, Cherie, ain't no way. Are you kidding me right now? Mm-hmm. Like Anxiety What We don't even know How to spell anxiety Like we don't even know What that is mm. Like Toughen up Like get it together so Like every other Black person is Basically Right Yeah But like I knew where his Was coming from I'm so glad I got my own Still getting money With the team He done been through So much in his life Like t- Anxiety Are you kidding me Yeah But um Once he's seen it With his own eyes Like you I just feel like it's a black man thing. I don't mm. know. But once he seen it with his own eyes, like you, he was like, oh, shit, kid. Like, you really fucked yeah, up. some shit going on. Yeah, like he said that. Like, you really <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. I was like, yeah, daddy, I am. You know, back to me being direct. Like you said, you understand where it's coming from when, it, with, when it's with him. But you told me earlier you feel secure with me. So mm. why would I do that? You feel a certain type of Because I'm not expecting that from you. Mm. You give me love more than you give me anything else. Mm. So when that's coming out, when something like that's coming out of your mouth, or like you just being more stern with me, mm-hmm. it kind of throw me for a loop because I'm not used to it. Okay. I don't get that from you okay. at all. So. Okay. So how do you feel about school being Uh Tragic. I hate it. It's terrible. Um, but I did grow up seeing nonchalant or whatever, or mm-hmm. seeing people be nonchalant like Joe. My brother, we know he is very nonchalant, mm-hmm. but I never took him serious because he's younger than me. So like, I th- I just thought he was like a teenage boy. Like, oh, this ain't true. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no such thing as nonchalant until I met Roscoe, and there's very much so a thing called nonchalant. It's tragic, but um, I'm learning to deal with it. It's nice where he come in. He don't really say too much. I don't get a smack on the butt. I don't get a kiss, none of that. He sit on the couch, scroll on his phone. I talk to him, what's wrong? I'm just tired. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. 
what's wrong? I'm just tired. That's not enough for me. Like, especially when you come in and you don't talk to me. You know me as a person. Like, mm-hmm. I need more than that. But you, and that's what it, I guess I'm, I don't want to say. I guess where I, I can say it, fuck it. I really don't be caring because I be feeling like you only care about how I'm making you feel in that moment. It's not about me, per se. Like, so it's like, I'm going to handle this shit, and I'll be normal tomorrow. Like, this, because I feel like in those moments, you only care about how I was making you feel. You didn't, you weren't getting what you needed from me at the time, so it's like, what's wrong with you? Like, why are you acting different? But you don't talk to me either. Let's start there. When there's something actually wrong with you, mm-hmm. like, I don't really want to say this either, but say it. when it's like your daddy... Mm-hmm. Being sick You did a, not want to talk to me viral infection yeah. yeah You didn't want to talk to me um, I kind of figured it out on my own Because I know you I mm-hmm. know it was bothering you But you being the type of person that you are You brush it off And you try not to think about it mm-hmm. Because if you sit there and ponder on it You're going to make yourself sick So mm-hmm. you Or you just deal with it Like it is what it is mm-hmm. Type of mindset The nonchalant mindset But you never told me that that it was bothering you. I just knew it was bothering you. That's where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you just come in the house and say you're tired, I'm going to feel like it's more than you just being tired. Because mm-hmm. you don't talk to me like that as far as deep, deep, deep stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, we just got deep for the first time the other night when we did those questions. Right. So. I mean, when it comes to certain things, as a man, I just feel like it just – just me personally, like I don't, I don't talk to people about my problems because people can't help you with your problems. That's not true because you help me. <laughs> I mean, put it like this: I feel like it was nothing you could say to me in those moments that was gonna make me feel any different. You don't think that could be a problem though? And not, not to me because I'm not lashing out and like doing stupid shit. Like I'm but just, I'm just chilling. knowing how I am. You don't think it's gonna be a problem? I feel like you should know how I am. In those times, I just need solitude, and I I bounce back. Like I always been. There. I mean, I will say the next day you were totally fine. Yeah, but it's like, it just throws me for a loop. It, it goes back to my childhood. You know, when I used to deal with certain things. You know, with my pops and stuff. Like I said, he was on drugs and stuff. And sometimes he was just like he would be embarrassed when he relapsed, so he wouldn't come home. And like my anxiety used to go crazy, and sometimes he's just. You know, be crying and stuff, and like I remember one time I just like hyperventilated before I got like got on the on the bus and stuff like that. So at a young age, I had to learn like to deal with that shit, mm-hmm. and I dealt with it just about like you know. At that time, I had football and stuff like, but now as I got old, I just I, I figured out, you know, if I can just you know distance myself from people and just you know get true solitude and deal with the. Deal with the shit. I know this. They say people don't supposed to do this, but I deal with the shit on my own, and you know, I process it. I understand it, and at this age I am now, when it comes to shit that I can't control, I don't put too much merit into it. I can't control this. Why I'm stressed about this? You literally say, "Forget about it." Like, fuck it. I can't control it. See, I just I aspire to be like you one day. <laughs> We know that that is not the case for me. I just need my solitude, and I'll be straight. What's some uh, sacrifices y'all have made for the relationship? Uh, want me to go? Yeah, cause I don't know. Uh, I feel like uh, 
I could be working harder than what I am now. Mm, those type of things. Yeah, I feel like I could. I damn near can make goddamn eight ten thousand dollars. So I'm holding you back. I wouldn't say you're holding me back. I just know you need a certain amount of attention from me. And I want you in my life. So I be trying to balance that. But sometimes I just be wanting you to be like, hey, baby, like, go get that money for the next six months. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, for the next six months, go yeah. get that bag. That's what I be wanting from you sometimes. But, you know, you, I feel like that's going to come with maturity. You just ain't there yet. I don't think I have any. Do you think I? I'm you sacrificed. sacrificed you came up here to live with me. Oh, I didn't. You left, duh. <laughs> you, you. It was just you and your mama forever. Mm-hmm. So that's why I give you that grace and 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 you know submit to you sometimes because you came all the way up here and you just not you. You only been up here four months. So I'm like, I, I can't put that on her yet, but I do want her to understand that she's gonna have to let me go out here and do my thing as a man. And I get very homesick. Right. Like, my mama is my whole life. Like, my siblings, even though Mm. we used to hate each other when we were younger, like, we grew to love each other. Mm. Like, Madison called me probably eight times a day Mm -hmm. to talk to me. And I just miss being able to walk in her room Mm -hmm. or her walking in my room or Joe banging on my door, getting on my nerves. You know, little stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Mama asking me to take her to Walmart after I get off work. You know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um. And I guess that is a sacrifice, huh? It's I didn't even sacrifice. think about it, honestly. Mm. Let you know how self-aware I am. Mm. How much I know you. Okay. I'm amazing. I, I give you that, yeah. <laughs> I give you that one. But, yeah, that, that was a huge sacrifice. So, but back to my point, you know, my sacrifice is just, just sometimes just, you know, missing out on the bag sometimes to spend more time with you. And I just want you to come to a point one day. You're like, "Hey, baby, go, go, have, go, do your thing." I feel like once I give or find myself a hobby or something that I actually want to do, yeah, for sure. But I'm still in the process of finding myself. I feel like, mm-hmm. like I feel like something clicked in my mind like a month ago, and like I just kind of hit like a new type of grown woman type thing. Like yeah. when I turned 25, I still felt 21 a couple yeah. of months ago, but now I feel 25. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm still um, finding myself a little bit. Yeah, I know. Just a tad. You'll get there. We'll see. <laughs> I guess we can end off by y'all just uh, telling, talking about the future. What do y'all feel for the future? What's next? And what do y'all hope to be? Being up just like that. Okay. Right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where my ring is. <laughs> I'm just, playing, I'm just playing. 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 You've been bringing it up a lot. <laughs> Have I really? Yeah. Mm, maybe a smidge. I just got this fall wedding in my head. You know what I'm saying? Next fall, it'll be here pretty soon. You know, I just got these things in my mind. Mm. You know? I guess. Don't tell me, though. Um, Obviously, I don't really want to know. In the future, I do want us to be married. Mm-hmm. You know, I imagine myself having at least one or two kids with you. You know, I just imagine just thriving financially. Mm-hmm. You know, just you know, just building a happy, loving situation. Like that's where I see it. You know, in the future, especially since I've never really um, 
got to witness. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Anything like that besides going to other people's weddings and stuff like that. Um, I am looking forward to it, honestly. Because, like, I couldn't see myself doing it with anybody else if we're being completely honest. Really? Honestly. Like, you know, you try to do different scenarios. Like, you know how you say you try to think of, like, situations like if we break up or something mm-hmm. and, like, you just make yourself cry type situation. Mm-hmm. I do the same thing. And nobody else is a fit for me. Nobody is a fit. So you do think about other shit sometimes, right? All right. This ain't about that. We got off that conversation a whole I'm, I'm hour just, I'm ago. just saying. I'm just saying. Of course. Just like you. Just a thought. Just to see, though. Like, you know what but I'm saying? But it's just a thought. Because sometimes it's like, this can't be real mm-hmm. type situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm, now you're doing too much. This is supposed <laughs> to be <laughs> This is supposed to be a positive conversation. It is. No, it's not anymore. This is supposed yeah. to be a positive conversation. That's where I see us in the future. I just see us thriving on all cylinders. Like, we just, you know, you finding your purpose, me finding mine, and, you know, we just... Building life together. Mm. We can hold out on the kids though. Ten more years, maybe. Okay, that's fine with me. Stop, stop, stop.